From Rochester, the home of FC3, Rock City Roller Derby, and wind. Oh my god, the wind. <laughs> this is FC3 Monkey Business, your one-stop shop for everything geeky, and since everything is geeky, if you love it enough, you never know what you're gonna get. Starring Tanya Metris, Billy Dottori, and Chris Frank, and this is your host, Chris. Greetings, Earthling. It was really breezy the day that she recorded that. I oh remember she was like complaining about the wind a lot. <laughs> well, fortunately, her hair Poor short thing. enough that the wind yeah. did not go, it caused her hair to go into her face. But yeah, it's, That was hilarious. That's cute. That's we, had, cute. we had some wind issues through most of the uh, spring. Yes. yes. We, had a lot uh, of, we had a lot of wind. Oh, they had This to week has back. been the land of humidity, though. Ugh. They had to come back and uh, put shingles back on our, our new mm. roof mm-hmm. because of the wind. But, so, welcome yes. to Rochester with the mini Chicago of the East Coast. So. But yes, the humidity has been horrible. Do people really like summer or do they just My pretend? My husband loves it. Oh, he it's loves awful. It. I have been in the basement playing World of Warcraft. Good for you. <laughs> because it's cool down there. Because you're normal. <laughs> no, it's cool down there. So it's nice that the humidity broke today. Yeah, I mean, today's been gorgeous. Today's a perfect day right now. But yeah, we've had we've had some interesting weather lately. But uh, I do like, I, I do, I would prefer to deal with humidity and heat than snow. Yes. Nah, I'm taking snow. You're going to take snow? I'll take he snow. He likes Angie. He's, he's like Angie. He's like Angie. Angie likes the see, snow. See, the I, thing I don't is, necessarily like the snow. I just like it better than the hot. Well, there's that. You know, a nice 75, yeah. no humidity, perfect. I'll take anywhere from 50 to 75. San Diego I'll even weather. take 80 yeah. as long as there's no humidity. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. San Diego All right. weather without the earthquakes. Yes. Because they got rumbled this week. 7.1. There was a 6.5 and then a 7.1. Back to back within a couple oh. of days of each other. These poor people are, are yes. moving and grooving over there. I think I'll take snow over earthquakes. <laughs> I'll take snow over earthquakes as well. Because <laughs> I can stay so. inside. But to all of our friends on the west coast of the United States, we're our hoping you all stay you. safe. You know, mm. if, you, if you had some damage, I hope it was light and easy to get past. I hope nobody got hurt. Uh, and uh, we're hoping that this is the end of, of that nastiness over there. Although there's a couple of geologists over here in, in Rochester. Because... Because Channel 13 and their infinite wisdom immediately found somebody from the USGS to, so to, to get in there as quickly as possible to get some commentary. And they're like, well, I don't know. We haven't seen anything like this before. Oh, that's I see when, when experts say things like that. I start I start channeling uh, Tommy Lee movies, Tommy Lee Jones movies. I was just about to ask, does this mean Godzilla's rising? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Godzilla. Mm. The Titans are surfacing. The king of the monsters. Speaking Which, of that, yeah, it's, it's going to nice, about nice that. little segue. We're going to be talking mm-hmm. about that in our long segment today. We're going to be chatting about uh, the carnage that Hollywood box office has been experiencing in this summer of the 2019. Is, is it uh, attributed to some sort of economical factor? Or are they out of ideas? Because this is something we've talked about in the past too. Or you know, or what, what could possibly be contributing? If anything, could be contributing to the fact that box office uh, receipts are, are fairly down, from what I'm hearing from reports. Yeah. So, but we'll talk more about that in a little bit. But first, we've got some events coming up. Or we do, stuff, and we'll talk about that st- in a moment. But, uh, you know, we, as usual, you got in the studio, you got the, the magical, irrefutable, irrepressible, and unstoppable Billy DeTori. Hi. He doesn't feel good. <laughs> I know. No, I, but the, I, he's my, feeling a lot better than he did. Oh, last uh, last Sunday into Monday, mm-hmm. somewhere along the line, I'm pretty sure I died. I'm, I'm back, but well, now, Monday, now, Tuesday, I was, ugh. And okay, you lost one of your lives, your nine yeah. lives, in regards to the car accident. Yeah, I had a car accident. I've, had, I've been had hit by a car. I've, I've had, had vertigo. vertigo. So that's another one of your lives. Yeah. So now you had this down and out feeling so sick, and your lovely wife, who wasn't feeling good, also yeah. made homemade chicken noodle soup for you guys. And she's still sick. She's sicker than me right now. Oh, and our I'm, thoughts are going with her, too. Do yeah. I need to make chicken soup for her? Or I've, I've, I'll just I've, call my mom. I actually have some homemade chicken soup in the refrigerator down the hall. I tell you. Break d- during our break. Tea, Susan, tea. Hot tea. A tea, but- Tea is just like dirty water. Oh, it depends on the tea. Tea with lemon, whatever. There's lots of good teas out there. It it helps the throat. All right. It does. Mm -hmm. And a hot, steamy Mm -hmm. shower, too. Oh, I love showers. A hot, steamy shower. I have to mow the lawn when I get home today. Well, mow the lawn and then get a hot, steamy shower because then you'll feel a little better. And then are the Mets playing today? They're not on the channel I get today, so. I'm sorry. So no, That's I'll find okay. other I've things. I've lost then. Channel Thirteen and Channel Eight in the last I, week. So you're a direct TV. I'm a direct TV type thing. Ha. Huh. May I recommend what I did? Hulu Live. 
I do have Hulu. I don't have Hulu Live. Hulu Live, $45 a month. And it's um, all basically everything you'll get on cable. Wow. And yeah. you don't need your cable or, or satellite dish anymore. I put a digital antenna on mine. I got it on Amazon for 24 bucks, And all the local channels plus a bunch of extra digital channels that are in the area, being broadcast in the area, perfectly crystal clear. Loving it. And uh, and so I was able to flip Spectrum off. I'm doing that right now, flipping Spectrum off. Which way is, which way is Mount Hope Avenue? There it is. It's over there. So, yeah, so my, Do you know which way you are? I have no idea where I'm going. It's that right way. Now. It's that way? Okay. <laughs> uh, now I am flipping Spectrum off at this point. Our, uh, our bill went down about 120 to 150 same. bucks a month. Yeah, same here. Uh, I mean, I have my streaming services. I have CBS yep. All Access. I, I got... Uh, a Hulu and Netflix and whatnot. I'm actually borrowing my ex-wife's Netflix. She's letting me. It's all good. I got it in the divorce. And you're borrowing apparently. my Hulu. And I'm borrowing your Hulu. And then I gave you my CBS All Access. We're all switching back and forth, didn't I? No. Well, okay, then I'll give it to you later. <laughs> we keep talking about it. We haven't gotten it yet. Well, it's not like you really are probably like Jones and Ford either. Not me. Randy wants to watch Discovery. Okay. Well, we'll make that happen. <laughs> He's been trying it on the Fire Stick. Okay. Not working out for him. Yeah. Well, who knows? <laughs> okay. But. Um, yeah, I, I'm down to basically just internet from Spectrum, and it's like seventy bucks a month for yeah. just internet. Unless it craps out on you. Unless it craps out. Well, here's the like yesterday. <laughs> yesterday it crapped out on me because Juno um, bopped a toy under my desk, and she actually like found the plug that my router was plugged into, and and accidentally unplugged it. So everything went south because of the puppy. Mm-hmm. So animals do that. They do. They get into everything. And it's usually me having internet issues. Yeah, I was going to ask you, but I, I never understood yours. You just weren't getting your internet. I don't know. I I tell you, I'm cursed, or my house is cursed, or something is cursed because got to be a location issue. I would assume it's got to be. But all of our neighbors are fine. Every single one of our neighbors don't have any issues whatsoever. I do. I blame Tyler. Uh, yeah, could be. It's all the things he he's. He, it's like Sean says, stream it, don't download it. <laughs> well, you know, and it's funny because like he's like, let me reset the Wi-Fi box. I'm like, it's not the Wi-Fi. The Wi-Fi is working. And because the Wi-Fi, we could find it on all our systems. Uh, there was an internet issue. And I just had to go in and click. It mm-hmm. was whatever day last week. I was well, getting you, ready to go somewhere. And, that's the unfortunate thing, though, is you have uh, a teenager. Well, not, he's not a teenager anymore, but you have a, a child at home who... Uh, automatically assumes the wrong thing and then jumps on fixing that wrong thing and, right. and it creates more problems I'm than like, leave solves. It so, no. And it's funny because in a matter of thing, I can open the router, I can see that all the Wi-Fi is working, but it's not connected to the internet. So I'm like, why so is it not connected to the internet? if you're an IT expert and you want to help Tanya, feel free to reach out to her because she'd <laughs> love, to ha- you know, love to pick your brain and figure out what's going on because her internet keeps dropping at home. It, it'll just disconnect me for some unknown reason. Mm-hmm. Do you still have dial-up? Is it hanging up on you? <laughs> and it's really frustrating when I'm in the process of flying to Mechagon on World of Warcraft, and all of a sudden, nothing happens, and it says it disconnects me. It's a little frustrating. I can imagine. Especially like you were on last night, and yeah. your internet disconnected on you. Yeah, well, like I said, that was my dog, not, yeah. not anything else. Not, not, it was not a technical issue. It was so, a canine issue. And I'm, and I'm usually pretty good at problem-solving all these things. It's like... The other day we had a thund- Well, you've run out of things to problem solve. You fixed everything else. Well, we had a we were having a thunderstorm. What day was it? Friday? I don't remember. I think it was Friday Thursday, and Friday. we had a brownout in the house. It like the power flickered, came off, came on, came off and came on. And the TV I had been watching Charmed on Netflix. TV had kicked off. Well, I was getting ready to on um, take a shower and things like that, so I was going to listen to Pandora on my TV. The TV wouldn't turn on. Mm-hmm. So, the remote worked. And the TV, the little red light is on, but it would not come on. So I could not figure it out. So I'm like, crap, now do I have to buy a new TV? No. Yes. No, <laughs> no, my good friend. Yes, yes, absolutely, yes. My, yes. It's, it's a good, well, it's not necessarily a 55-inch whatever TV mm. like uh, like Detulio, like Tools oh. has in his bedroom. Mine's only 31 or 32. But my good friend Google was able to oh, Mr. Mr. Google's the Mr. best. Mr. Google was the best. Come to find out, if your TV won't power on, public service, a PSA for everyone. Do this thing. Unplug the TV from the power power <clears throat> source. Then keep it unplugged for about 10 seconds or so, mm. whatever. Hold your um, the power button on the TV in. Mm-hmm. Not on the remote, but on the TV mm-hmm. for about 10 to 15 seconds. I think I did 20. Then let go of it. Wait a couple minutes. 
plug the TV back in, it should turn back on. It's kind of doing like a hard reset of everything. So, ladies and gentlemen, that she's not worked. only adorable, she's informative. I, you know. The co-hostess with the mostess. I you're, you're like the new Kim Commando. Oh, Kim, my God, that's Kim hilarious. Commando. Is that Kim Possible? Kim Possible? No, Kim, Kim Commando. Had a, Kim? She, she had a radio show where she taught people about the internet and oh. stuff. And ah, so, that's cool. I did not know that. That's so, wild. that... There, I was, and so she's going afraid. commando too, so it works out really Stop well. Stop it! <laughs> I was just saying earlier we talked about Billy's the one that always wants to strip off his clothes on here. P- podcast never, naked. I'm really who, who so today. I didn't even wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Who says we haven't already? All right. Enough. So we're going to take a quick break, and then when we come back, we'll talk about more stuff. Okay. We're going to talk about our events. Let, that too. Let's hear some uh, comedy on our way out with uh, comedian Jim Dore talking Going about the internet. No, he's talking about the internet. Okay. <laughs> Internet's good because the internet solves all of our arguments, right? You can't argue thanks to the internet. Like, I was at a party last week, and friends were arguing about whether or not a certain movie had won an Academy Award or not. The argument went on forever, so finally I just go up to my buddy's computer and watch pornography, right? <laughs> Problem solved. <laughs> I thought there was more to that. Nope. I, I think that was that was a perfect perfect amount. July twenty seventh, twenty nineteen, from ten o'clock until six o'clock PM, we will be at the Grease Ridge Center Mall for Minicon number four. Woo-hoo. We'll be on our usual spot in the theater wing from twelve to four. We'll be getting a chance to take auto- get autographs and take pictures with professional wrestler <coughs> Dalton Castle, who's a local boy yes. and has made a big name for himself in the Ring of Honor Wrestling League series, whatever group federation they are. Exactly. I don't understand wrestling. I'm going to ask Billy. He's a he's a champion at Ring of Honor. Is okay. he a heel or a face? He is a, I don't know, anymore. <laughs> he's a guy. He, he was a heel. They go back and forth. They go back and yeah. forth. And Those are the only two terms I know. Yeah. Here's here's what I know about him. In his picture, could he wears a tweener. purple. He could be a tweener. A tween- is he 12? No, a tweener uh, <laughs> it goes back and forth between good guys and yeah. ah, I see. Depending if the mood strikes him. So yeah. he's, exactly. cha- he's chaotic neutral. Yep. There you go. He's a Wexler? He's a Wexler. <laughs> <laughs> well, Evan was a wrestler, so yeah, it works out. Um, so, and then later that evening, from 6 until 8 at the 585 Rockin' Burger Bar on Pixley, will be cosplay karaoke Woo-hoo! outdoors. And you can sign oh, up on beautiful. our- Oh, it's beautiful. Nice, Oh, it's gorgeous. Stage. On the stage. Uh, so sign up on our website. Let us I know did. what you wanted to uh, sing. So the DJ will be ready for you. Uh, there will be a $5 cover. Yes. There will be a raffle. Yes. There will be prizes. Yes. 50-50 raffle and mm-hmm. raffle baskets. I know that there is at least a firefly basket. There is... We've got something pretty cool from Kind of. I think I'm going to be doing a Marvel basket. Mm-hmm. Don't we have a Game of Thrones item? Something along Game of Thrones. You're going to have to pay attention to... Uh, no, you have a dragon? We have a dragon. Ooh. Yeah, dragon's egg at least. It's it's a really big chocolate egg. We sculpted it. No, I'm kidding. No, just kidding. Um, so, well, they, this is coming out after, after Nerd your World Nerd News. World yeah. News announcement on yeah. Monday. So, yeah, I guess we can... Can we say it? Go ahead. Oh, we have um, an autographed script from Game of Thrones by Rose Leslie. Yes, who played Ygritte, the the wildling, the With who it, married who married uh, Jon Snow, Kit Harrington, who played uh, Jon Snow, and they so they had an on screen and off screen romance, romance going on. But so, yes, Rose Leslie's autographed script of Game of Thrones. With a couple other little trinkets that are going in with that basket that are yes. Game of Thrones related. So that is part of our raffle. And then there's going to be another one coming up on Nerd World News or mm-hmm. some event um, announcement about another raffle item. Yes. But we don't currently have it in hand, so it's yeah. Kind when of we dun, have dun, dun. when we have it in hand, we're going to talk about it. But right now, we're still up in the air, so we're not sure. But we have something. It's, it's in the mail. We have another special item that could possibly be popping up, and we'll but we'll definitely do a special uh, broadcast if we need to on that one. Yes. So so, so this raffle is just not a uh, you know hey get get you know this is not a hey get a get a piece of paper from a coloring book you know or get a sticker. <laughs> this is this is something big. This collectible collectible, collectible stuff. And, For all uh, our nerd nerd uh, feet, aficionados, our FC threeples, our FC threeples, yes. Threeples. Which threeples. people? I've been using that phrase for like two or three years now, and people are just starting just to starting to catch on to it, and they like it. That's yeah. cool. I like the fact that people like FC threeples. That makes me happy because it happened just kind of off the cuff, and I'm like, uh, I remember even when I said it, I'm like, 
you'll have to come up with a better nickname. Nobody did. <laughs> you know, so. and, and it's funny. It's like some of your best ideas just come off, off the, the top of my head. And yeah. you just, just go with it. When I'm flying point. with it, you know, when I'm not, when I'm not trying is yes. usually when I'm at my best. Use the force, Chris. <laughs> that's basically it. Uh, so that's July 27th. Now, uh, every Tuesday, you can find us in the evening hours, usually from what, about 6 to 9? 6 to 9. Uh, at the 585 Rockin' Burger Bar, again, on Pixley, mm-hmm. over by Tinseltown Theaters. And those are our FC3 game nights, Mighty yes. Monkey game nights. And uh, so we'll be having those on a regular basis for the foreseeable future. Yep, our, the last one we just, we're just going to do on July 8th is mm-hmm. the kids game night slash Anne's birthday party. That right. We just, we're recording we just had on it yesterday. Sunday, but it's going to be... Um, held, oh, actually on the 9th. Yeah. Um, so this is dropping on the 10th. So as you're so listening to as this particular to, we, podcast, it was yesterday. Over or yeah, whatever I'm not hungover. I'm it's fine. It's the future. It's the future. So um, They'll have to lose our luggage ahead of time. So you'll have to pay attention to our um, Facebook page mm-hmm. because then we're going to put... We're just... Let's wrap it up. More um, events in there yes. for the 585. So yeah. we don't have any listed yet. Yes. And we'll work on that as we go. But, you know, it's basically Tuesday nights, game nights, Pixley, 585 Rockin' Burger Bar. So we're going to take another quick break. And uh, when we come back, we are going to be talking about box office carnage. Does it exist? Is it a thing? Uh, and it's in the summer. We'll, it's for the summertime. Summer. And, you know, what could be contributed to it? So we'll see what happens. Game of Thrones. One of the shows I do like now is uh, Game of Thrones. I love uh, everything I've seen of that show. It's a pretty awesome show. Don't understand what's happening in it at all. I just simply don't understand because they are British actors and they are whispering because that's what's in style now. <laughs> the others shall come from across the room. What? What is, what is happening? Is it too much to ask for a British actor like Kenneth Branagh? Oh no, that's 20 years ago. Kenneth Branagh would enunciate, I stand in my uncle's house for vengeance. Thank you. That is a who, what, where. That is so true. That is. I saw Kenneth Branagh in a trailer uh, a couple days ago. He's going to be playing William Shakespeare. Oh yeah, I saw that trailer. That I'm looking forward I to. I saw that. a trailer with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch playing Hamlet. Did you know that Kenneth Branagh is actually in the MCU? Let me think about this. He directed Thor, the original, the first Thor movie. Oh really? He directed it. Hmm. One of the most underrated movies in the MCU because I, I loved that movie. I thought it was fantastic. And you know, I finally made the connection that Happy Hogan uh-huh. has directed. Other movies. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. John Favs. Oh yeah. Yeah, and I'm just like, as they're talking, I, I saw a movie the other. He day. directed the first Iron Man. And he was um, talking about the new Lion King mm-hmm. live action movie because mm-hmm. he's directing it. Yeah. And so when Sean and I were at the movies the other night talking about summer movies, um, I'm just like, isn't that happy? And I and Sean's like, I don't know who you're what you're talking about because he had his face buried in his phone. Of course. So sure enough, I opened up IMDb and whatever, and opened up Avengers <laughs> or Spider Man or whatever, and I'm like, it is. And I I finally made that connection. Mm-hmm. And because I don't usually put names and faces mm-hmm. together, because remember, I can't play Six Degrees of, of Mark, Mark Shepard or, or Kevin Bacon or, or Kevin Bacon like or so, Walter Sausage, Kevin Bacon. I don't know. Yeah. John so, Eggs. But talking about... No, I'm hungry. There's donut holes there. Yeah, I know. I'm out through half of them already. I know. So have I. So talking about summer movies, Yeah, you had come up with a... I found an article, and it was written by um, Rebecca Rubin and Brent Lang, uh, and was on um, Variety.com. Summer box office meltdown, why the movie business is running scared. Uh, And the first paragraph is such. Heading into the new year... Box office analysts were bullish that 2019 would beat or at least match the record-breaking success of last season. Follow-ups to Avengers, Secret Life of Pets, and Godzilla, combined with reboots of storied franchises such as Men in Black and Shaft, will elevate ticket sales to new heights. Theater owners and student executives predicted it. Alas, it was not meant to be. Now, sure, everybody and their brother showed up to Avengers Endgame. Of course. Twice, some cases ten times. Uh, to bid goodbye to Iron Man. But many of those other sequels spidered out. They were derivative, they were shoddily constructed, poorly reviewed. Uh, midway through the summer, things are looking decidedly bleak. 
Ticket sales are pacing 7% behind last year's popcorn season, according to Comscore, uh, putting the year as a whole nearly 10% below the same frame from 2018. So box offices and, and Hollywood's kind of taken a hit lately. Now, a lot of these movies, let's just be honest, have not been that great. Right. Um, so go ahead. Did yeah. they did they push it out too fast? Was it uh, not necessarily a good story? Was it not a lot of action? What what's the the whole? Well, I think with Men in background. Black, with with Men in Black International, you had everybody's hype was based around Chris Hemsworth and mm-hmm. and Tessa, Tessa Thompson. Thompson, and they had great chemistry in the Thor movies they've done together. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, and so you want to see this team up again. So people were kind of running their their energy off of the MCU right. version of these two actors. Uh, and Men in Black has three decent movies in the in the bin, although the first one was the best. The second right. one was in. The third one was was fun. Yeah. I was going to say, well, I, I saw the first one. And I think I've seen the second one, but I didn't see the third one because I'm usually not a necessarily. The third one had Josh Brolin doing a dead on impersonation of Tommy Lee Jones. I mean, it was yeah, dead so, on. So, I mean, I, this is one that um, I actually saw. Mm-hmm. I did see Men in Black International. Which I didn't see it. What did you think of it? You know, I usually go into the movies and just check my brain at the door. It's a nice, relaxing Friday night mm-hmm. type thing. Mm-hmm. I go with my friend Sean most of the time. And, I mean, I liked it overall because it was a different perspective in regards to the movie. Mm-hmm. Is it memorable? Probably not. Okay. But did I enjoy it? Yes. Would I give it a 10? Probably not. I'd probably give it a 7 on the enjoyment factor. Mm-hmm. Just. But, but was it enough to make you go, oh my God, that was really worth it? Well, considering I only spent $8 on it total. So. Well, no, no, no. Take, <laughs> no, that, no. take that out of the equation, though. Go ahead, um, Billy. Actually, I think that's a great part of the equation because I think one of the biggest problems nowadays with people going to the movies, is the price. The ticket, ticket, the ticket prices are extreme. Yes. And the concession prices. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think people can take a family of four or mm-hmm. a couple no. or for more than one movie once okay. a, a month. month. And that's a fair point. That's mm-hmm. a fair point. Whereas when I, was a, and when I was in high school, me and my friends used to go two, three times a week to the movies. Yeah, yeah. And as far as just Men in Black in particular, I'm wondering if that's a case of a, a franchise running its course. Which we'll get to, because franchise fatigue is a thing I wanted to talk about in a little bit. I think movies in in general, Mm -hmm. uh, I think price is a huge factor. Mm -hmm. Plus, there's a million other things to do and watch and see. Especially over the summer. We were talking about our streaming services. There's TV shows on Netflix and Amazon and Hulu and movies that are just as good, if not better, than... What's at the theater? Stranger and, Things uh, season three mm-hmm. just came out, and I, and I have not seen season two yet. But I still and right have now, I'm watching season three Netflix. of Jessica Jones, and it's fantastic. Is and, it? Yeah. So I, I'm happy watching that rather than you know I spent my money on Spider Man, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. but now I'm thinking, well, Toy Story, I can wait till it shows up on Netflix on video. or Disney Plus. Obviously, yeah. that's where it's going to be. But. Right now, I'm a um, I like going to the movies. It's I do too. That's something that I did growing up, and I think. I was um, more privileged in order to do it because I was an only child, so therefore we were able to see the new releases and my parents saw But we also lived in a day where we had the drive-in, so they would show two movies or whatever at the drive-in for one price or whatever it was. So I can remember on a Friday night or Saturday night bundling up in the car and going to the drive-in, but I also remember going to the theater quite often with my parents, and it was a rainy day activity. It was usually something that we did on a rainy day when there was nothing else to be able to See, do. There used to be neighborhood theaters, too. Oh, and yeah. I, I'm older than you, but there was a theater literally within I grew up in the country. walking distance of my house on Thurston Road. It was oh, yeah. a second-run theater, and there was one in Westgate Plaza that was relatively close to my house. I know where three of them were in the in the city alone, like in the, the Lyle Avenue area. There was a couple. Uh-huh. Like One was on Whitney, yeah. uh, one on Murray. You know, and uh, th- those were my grandfather would tell me about walking to the movie theater to see the serials. Yep. You know, I, I love my mom dearly, but I'm going to throw her under the bus. We had to come into the city here, to watch a movie. Here comes Robin. <laughs> Toss Robin. Robin, you're getting <laughs> and, tossed, honey. And, and that was coming to the Lowe's in Marketplace Mall. Uh huh. The Lowe's theater that used to be where right next to where the New Field and Stream is. 
Okay, it was oh, in the right, middle right. of the parking lot, right? It was in the, the middle of the parking yeah. lot. Yeah, yeah I before it went over. Whatever. I remember when that was the new shiny theater. Yeah, it yep. was. Yeah. I mean, I remember being in high school going to that theater, and and um, then there was the Cine Eight in Greece, which became a Chuck E. Cheese. Yep, and um, Th- this is how old I am. It, it was Cine One, Two, Three, Four when I was a kid. I do remember that actually. And we went to and there, go ahead. Um, Pittsford. Uh huh. Pittsford, not where it is now, but across the street, it had two. Um, it had a standalone section in the back, mm-hmm. and then um, across from uh, what is it? Pony, not Pony Vino, but it's like right next, right across from um, the Pittsford Plaza. You know, we have fans now. in Italy who have no chance in hell of, of connecting with what you're trying to talk about right now. Yeah, I'm just trying to just figure saying. out. But that was a couple theater up here, <laughs> and then there was a standalone one theater in the back, which was. The Pittsburgh like, movie theater. There was the yeah. Westmar and Buffalo Road. It was just yeah. two theaters, yeah. and you, you go in and you had your choice of which, this one or the, this one. Yeah, this one or this one. Mm-hmm. And I, I think one of the problems I used to love going to the movies, but nowadays part of the problem <laughs> is technology, and that every people still don't shut the f up. Oh, I know. It's they think terrible. they're home. Yeah, they do. It's, you know, going to the movies was a cultural thing yeah. back in the day. Nowadays, it's my thing, and you happen to be in the audience it's with me. It's an extension of their house. Now. I'm noticing that. Like, when I was when I went to see Endgame. So, uh, so now it takes a special movie yeah. to get me there, too, because right. I don't want to deal with people. Right, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm blaming people more than uh, <laughs> franchise fatigue. The experience? Yeah. Well, I think it's a combination of a lot of things. Franchise fatigue is probably one of them. Two, I think people are more apt to go to the movies when the weather's bad, mm-hmm. especially now with we've had so much snow and things like that, that people want to get outside and do things. Mm-hmm. And they're going on family vacations. It's Fourth of July week right. and things like that. So they're going to take a hit at the box office unless, as Billy said, unless you have but Jaws discretionary was the, income. Jaws was the first summer blockbuster that I remember being the one everybody had to go to. Mm-hmm. People always went to the movies in the summer, though. I got a buddy of mine who lives in Long Island, uh, my friend Bobby, who is my mm-hmm. daughter's godfather, and he has a tradition now. Uh, every 4th of July week weekend, his whole thing is he starts posting movie quotes from Jaws. Okay. He starts talking, it's, and it's usually the quotes from the mayor trying to protect Amity, okay. right? You know, so he's it's always quotes from Jaws. Always, and I remember I can't I can't remember exactly the quote it was on Friday, but he fired something off, and I my response was, "You're going to need a bigger quote." You know, it's something. <laughs> oh, that's funny. You know, <laughs> so that's good. Yeah, um, but that just it's it's one of those iconic things. You know, mm-hmm. the, the beginning of summer, July Fourth, blockbuster season. Jaws is always talked about. It's one of the original summer blockbusters, and of course, Bob's always going to remind me. So, but, <laughs> and, and like. I still think that the the price of movies is a huge factor. Yeah. Just because when I was a kid, yeah. there used to be room for people to go see the the smaller comedies. Whether mm-hmm. it's you know nowadays people will only spend money on the hundred million dollar blockbuster. Right. Not the the mid for the level experience budget because the, the mid level budgets are going to come out eventually on video. So we'll just right. watch it at home. So whereas mm-hmm. you know Groundhog Day or, or uh, Caddyshack mm-hmm. or um, uh, you know, just the comedies that were hits when I was a kid. Yeah, aren't a weird science or Breakfast Club or mm-hmm. those type of movies yeah. don't get brought out and become huge hits anymore. It, and I mean, I've so far I've seen Endgame, I've seen Men in Black International. I did see Toy Story four last week um, with my son Riker and my mother in law. And it was a cute movie. It really was. But it was something I probably could have waited myself. But he wanted to see it. And I'm like, okay, we'll, we'll try seeing it in the theater. And, and sometimes, like, families might choose not to go to the movies as a whole family because they know that their kids can't sit for the entire length of yeah. the movie. When you're it, dropping 20 bucks on four tickets and a couple of things at concession stands from the late 70s, early 80s, mm-hmm. then, you could, then you're not worried about the kid fidgeting so much. It's not that big of a loss. But when I took my two teenagers to Endgame, you know, 3D, and mm-hmm. we hit the concession stand before we hit the theater, and you're I like dropped- looking at 60 plus I dropped bucks. 85 bucks for that, that adventure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so I can, yeah. You know, price, price is a thing. Franchise fatigue is a thing. Streaming services are a thing. I think these are the three factors that are combining together. We're we're kind of seeing the early days mm-hmm. of this transition that probably has been 
coming. Been com- it's been coming down the pipe for a long time, but we're starting to see this transition to a- away from movie theater experience. Plus, you know, like there was a uh, look like a cute romantic comedy. I, I wanted to see it mm-hmm. called Late Night with Mindy Kaling from okay. The Office. Yeah, I know. And it was out for a couple. We may still be out in some form or another, but because <clears throat> excuse me, my voice is going. No, you're fine. But because um. You'll only spend the money on the big budgets. You're not going to spend the $14 to go see Late Night, mm-hmm. the romantic comedy, unless you're a couple and you're trying to bond with your new girlfriend or whatever. Mm-hmm. You're going to wait for that one to show up on cable or yeah. a streaming service. Yeah. And to me, that's a shame, And but I'm guilty of it. I want to see it. You want to see but, it? But Do you, you're, now, a movie like that, are you... You jonesing for it to be on the big screen? Or are you going to be? Are you happy? To See, that's the other thing. Nowadays, everybody's looking for the big screen experience. Mm-hmm. You know, which is the superhero movies, the right. Men in Blacks, the, the whatever. Mm-hmm. I, you know, right now the, there's a movie coming out. Well, the, the, Quentin Tarantino's got a new movie coming out in a couple oh, weeks. Once upon a time, oh, yeah. and I'll be there opening weekend. That yeah. nothing's going to keep me away from Tarantino. No, absolutely but there's, not. There's few. Tar- there aren't that many Tarantinos out there. And after that, there's a growing up uh, dramedy about a, uh, an Indian kid in Britain that loves Springsteen. Springsteen. I, I saw that And because and I like, love Springsteen, I'm, I'm like in. Billy's, yeah, right, so that gonna... spoke to me, but that's going to speak to me and uh-huh. five other people. And should probably be down at the little theater instead of in the big multiplex. You know, it's funny. I, I, I wanted to take Price out of the equation from... Uh, Tanya's anecdote, and then we made it a core of mm-hmm. the entire conversation. I think that's and it popped into my head. Uh, I remember a couple years ago when I was having my uh, my Gilmore Girls dinner with my mom. Uh, you know, every Tuesday at mom's house we have dinner because mm-hmm. there's a whole. If you if you ever watch Gilmore Girls, girls, and you'll understand the reference. Anyway, um, my mom and I were talking about it. The kids were at the table, and we were talking about the movies we'd seen. And she goes, why don't you go to the, the, the theater and see real movies, which I bristle at, <laughs> right? I bristle when she says things like that. But we got into this conversation, and I said, look, Mom, here's the long and the short of it. And, and it kind of goes hand in hand. I didn't even think of this until you were bringing the price up just a moment ago. But I said, if, if I'm going to be shelling out 60 bucks to go see a movie at be- the movie theater, I want to see something blow up. I want it to be worth the visual. You want the money on the screen. Yeah. You want the money you spent to be shown on the screen. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, because, you know, we have these home theaters now. I mean, it used to be a luxury. People would have these home theaters and they would pat themselves on the shoulder for it. You know, but now I have a 55-inch TV at home. I have decent sound system. I have a comfortable couch. You know, and things can blow up in his living room. The kids and I love being able to just, we'll we'll binge stuff in our own living room and be happy about it. And we can, we've watched some great movies. I've watched Silver Linings Playbook at home. Mm-hmm. You know, not, it's not a movie I probably would have spent the money to, to go out to the theater to see. One movie I, I really was looking forward to getting to in the theater and I didn't was that uh, Stan and Ollie. Oh, right. The, uh, With John C. Um, John C. Riley and Stephen Coogan mm-hmm. playing uh, Oliver and Hardy. Right. And it was at the Little for a couple weeks. And because it was around the holidays, I didn't get to it. Uh-huh. And I, I caught up to it on DVD just this past week. I borrowed it from the library. There you go. Free from the library, my big TV. Uh-huh. And once that was done, I got to throw in Laurel and Hardy into my DVD player and watch the real guys after that's, that. See, now you, that's, I love you so much because of that. I, that's amazing. I love how you have this, you have this, uh, affinity for the classics mm-hmm. you know and that's when they when we say the classics it's not just you know any movie that was out in the 70s you go f- way into the original i you love know, laurel hardy movies made it made me sad that i didn't contribute to the theater mm-hmm. intake of of stan and ollie and it was a wonderful movie that's true but I that. because i mean it only made the little theater for a couple weeks and it didn't get to the big multiplexes for a couple months mm-hmm. you know that's where sometimes you'll catch stuff. Okay, I'm finally getting around to this. Right. Well, by the time I finally got around to it, I got to borrow it from the library. So Now, it's funny because hmm. looking at this. It's amazing. My, looking at it new. Go ahead. Looking at uh, the different, um, the other side of the coin, my parents, they go to the movies quite often. Uh-huh. That, that's like they're, that's something that they go and do. Um, but what helps for them is they're both retired. Right. So they, so they can go and they avoid crowds. Avoid and, and cr- however, they still get um, blocked out of certain movies because they couldn't get in because mm-hmm. of whatever. But I'm just like, so yesterday, I'm just like, I saw him. I'm like, now what are you going to see? Because I happened to see where my parents were. And they're like, oh, we're going to go see Spider-Man today. I'm like, what haven't you seen yet? 
because they're like we're running out of movies mm-hmm. because they do qu- go quite often mm-hmm. but they have that luxury to be able to do they worked hard to get it but mm-hmm. it but if my parents aren't golfing or doing something at home whatever they go to the movies because right. that's something that they enjoy doing so it, it's just I think part of it is a luxury and if people have the time to do it and for them they get the the senior citizen discount on <laughs> their tickets so it's a, a less cost for them yeah at different times and I, I don't think it's franchise franchise fr- fatigue mm-hmm. or a um, case of sequelitis because whether people admit it or not, there's always been that. It was just called something different. So it's called, it's part of the James Bond series. They didn't call them sequels. Okay. It's just the next James Bond movie. Mm-hmm. Even though it was the next Andy Hardy movie with Mickey Rooney and Judy Garland. Mm-hmm. You know, there was always, you know, oh, the oh. next whatever. But here's the thing is we do live in, in an era where... We want the story to continue. We want the story to continue, but we're also getting more of the same. You know, if in in certain cases you're seeing more growth of characters, more depth, because you know with the the Harry Potter sequence, it was mm-hmm. with Harry Potter there was seven stories to draw from, and it was this overall growth of this young man, this this person mm-hmm. and, and his adventures and what happened, and you see the trials and tribulations of of this young man becoming an adult, uh, and everything that happens to him in this entire sequence. Okay, and then there's Star Trek and there's James Bond where there are different mm-hmm. adve- adventures and there's mm-hmm. different takes on it. And there's different, uh, you know, different characters can shine. You have these ensemble casts, uh, you know, in Star Trek and in Star Wars and, and all these other things where you anybody can kind of step to the, the lead at any given moment in time. That's great. But, um, you know, horror movies, I think, are the biggest culprits of this. It's just more ways to kill mm-hmm. the same person. You know, like, yeah. you know, Freddy the 10th and Jason, you know, 20, <laughs> yeah. 20 Halloween movies and... Michael Myers. And, uh, yeah, and then and then they're remaking movies that have already been made two or three times. Yeah. I you know no, I don't want to throw shade at Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga because they <laughs> were oh, brilliant. A Star is born. But A Star Is Born has already had three or four iterations yeah. ahead of time. Why do we need to see that story again? Why can't we do something differently with these talented people? Uh, you know, I. Is some of it is Hollywood kind of remaking some of these movies from 20, 30, 40 years ago for the new generation? For the a next new gener- generation? Because, because, because the younger they, kids aren't going to go back and watch a movie from the 70s. And they don't necessarily understand the the context of the movie at that point. Of well, why certain not? Things. Well, that, no, I, mean, maybe I, I agree maybe with that's, you. Here's, you, know, you made a valid point. They're not going to go back and watch something from the 70s, but why not? And I think that's a failing of not only the industry... But of our culture, of 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 always looking when at when I when I was a kid and when uh-huh. you were a kid, yeah. If there was an old Jerry Lewis movie on TV I, in the seven in the mid seventies, I'd watch a movie from the forties and the fifties. Yeah, that's me how too. I, that's how I got my appreciation of those yeah. things. But I think nowadays with the tech, I I again I blame technology like an old person, but that's what keeps. Young kids from wanting to go back mm-hmm. is there's always other things to move them forward. Oh, that's old. That's lame. Yeah, you know. But 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 thank God for like the the Stranger Things series. Yeah, because yeah, to a degree. Yeah, it's throwing back to the eighties and coming back with the, all the things that were cool in mm-hmm. the eighties and and. But I think Stranger Things is doing something else as well. Is it's telling a unique story mm-hmm. from a unique perspective. Which is good. I mean, we're not seeing the same tropes, the same things over and over again. You know, we're not seeing, okay, here we go. Star Wars came out and you had your first real, I mean, probably not the first real, but for me, uh, uh, in my generation, you see the old master and the new student and the new student is going to become the the overreaching hero. Mm -hmm. All right. And then how many movies came out trying to to cash in on what became a trope? It became a trope. I mean, look at Ralph Macchio, for God's sake. That poor guy's career, mm-hmm. he had the Karate Kid, karate kid mm-hmm. but then he also had Crossroads, and he had a couple of other movies that were basically, he was the student that came out, you know, the, yeah. the need of the teacher, and the I mean, teacher Crossroads showed up. Crossroads was a good movie. It was a great movie, the good music. Yeah. Good music in it. And then finally, he, you know, his his career disappears. Mm-hmm. And, and but now then he's comes, back playing Daniel LaRusso again. He's playing again. Daniel LaRusso again. But, mm-hmm. you know, but he Cover did high. have my, my cousin Vinny, though, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. And, yeah. and which two was youths. not two youths. What is a youth? But anyway, <laughs> but uh, you know, but tropes. Those are things yeah. that we're just we've seen them so often again, and so we're like Hollywood's so out of ideas. It's so out of ideas. Why are they sequeling this 
movie? Why are they sequeling that but movie? I, I'm wondering if it's a self-fulfilling prophecy because mm-hmm. of, again, technology. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, people on the internet can immediately go and Google any movie, see every review, mm-hmm. every opinion from every schmuck across the country on this movie with Twitter, Facebook, uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Decide blah, blah. whether they want to see the movie or not based on somebody else's opinion. Back, back in our days, we had our friends and Jack Garner's review in the newspaper. Yeah. And uh, Cisco and Ebert. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was it. You know, and other than that, we had, well, the poster for this movie makes it look funny. Yep. I'm in. Yeah. I'm going. That, that, that looks cool. Let's go yeah. see that. So we, did, yeah. we didn't have, you know... People almost sabotage the DC fans trying to sabotage Marvel. The Marvel. We're going to talk about that next week. I have a whole topic about the toxicity and and sabotaging and things like that. That's my plan for next week's episode. So that's. But I. So we'll we'll definitely get into that because there's there's definitely something to be talked about there. But uh, so, like I I guess I'm just kind of leaning on the thought that I, I fired off earlier in this conversation where. I think we're kind of at the beginning of this transition. Mm-hmm. You know, in these past couple of years, we've we've started to see streaming services become more and more robust, more more mm-hmm. to the point where they're coming out with their own original stuff. Netflix was just let me get you a DVD of the latest movies, and then like, oh, let me stream the latest movies to mm-hmm. you. Now we're producing our own stuff, mm-hmm. and then Hulu's like, oh, we'll do the same, and Amazon's mm-hmm. like, we'll do the same. So original material is out there, and they've push some boundaries on on storytelling which i think is very interesting okay and and so mainstream hollywood you know your movie theater hollywood is trying to stick to the basics to to let let the 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 streaming services tell the avant-garde crap and here we're going to stick to the the basics so well you'll keep coming back and and it's almost a misguided like oh we're just assuming you're going to keep coming back time and time again to see all this cool stuff over and over again are we going to get back to like a 40s formula where movie theaters are going to have to show a cartoon and a serial and uh, a prelim feature and a main feature and all for a nickel, like my dad used to say. Used I'd to- say we're almost there because of, I, I know on several occasions I've gone to the movies lately, if you go early enough, they've got their little E.T. newsreel going yeah. on. Mm-hmm. And then they have the little short spots about, you know, this is behind the scenes of this movie that um, you're about to watch. And then there's a couple of commercials. With uh, Maria Menundis. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, I'm not entirely thrilled with. I think she's kind of sterile, but anyway. Yeah. Well, bland. It, That's the main thing. Uh, bland? Yeah. She's popping kids out, so I can't say sterile. It's not nice. Oh. Well, it says, bells, whistles, red lights should all be going off right now, says Bach, going back to your article. Uh-huh. Look at all these huge players switching gears towards streaming. Yeah. If that's not a sign of where we're going right now, I don't know what is. It says, things are only going to get harder for theaters when there's more and more streaming content out there. So that's that. But the, um, Eric Handler, who is an analyst with MKM Partners, thinks that 2019 will have a robust third and fourth quarters, one that will leave ticket sales roughly flat with the previous year. So right now it's low, but they're uh-huh. predicting that as the year progresses that the um, ticket sales will kind of mm-hmm. even out to where it was. He thinks that 2020 will be a soft year and notes that many franchises are entering a transitional phase. Star Wars is wrapping up with the Skywalker clan saga, clan saga with the Rise of Skywalker, mm-hmm. and the Avengers have ushered out some of its most popular characters, and there's only so m- only so many time dinosaurs can escape from Jurassic Park. Yeah, I know. He goes, I don't see any mega hits coming out in that's 2020. True. It could be very challenging. Uh-huh. But but that's true. It's like, um, it's is um, Jeff Coldstein, the Warner Brothers um, president of domestic domestic distribution, said, movie going isn't seasonal anymore. You have to look at the whole year. You yeah. can't just look at just summer or Christmas time. You're going to have to look at coming the out all, whole all the time. year. And you know, springtime was usually the, the Marvel yeah. movie. So everyone's like, bam, whatever. And then everything usually after a Marvel movie is disappointment anyway. Yeah. Because Marvel brings us up and then... <sighs> yeah. Remember yeah. that from like uh, New Year's to... End of February, actually through the spring, it was always sort of a dumping ground of lousy movies. Right, and Until, it was like the uh, last ones for the, right to get in for the Oscars. No, yeah. that that was uh, before Christmas. Before, right, Christmas. before Christmas, because you want to get all your stuff in before the, the one New from Year. New Year's till like March mm-hmm. were just mostly crap. Until Deadpool showed up, yeah. and made a bazillion dollars. <laughs> well, and that was also I think they planned Fox. it intentionally because there's many yeah. people who have talked about the fact that that first couple of months of every calendar year is always that. 
that wasteland. Mm-hmm. So I think they dropped Deadpool in the middle of it just to kind of mess things up a little bit to have some fun because that's a very Deadpool kind of a thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Break the fourth wall. Yeah. So let's I I'm ask you this question in a minute. Uh, let me just get this thought out. I don't think that the movie theater experience will ever completely die out. I don't think that you're I mean Tinseltown the the big dinosaur type places, the huge metro uh, multiplexes are probably going to go the way of the dodo eventually but you're still going to see movie houses where because going to the movies is a social experience and i think you lose something like if i saw endgame for the first only time that i've seen it so far if i saw it in my living room with my immediate family and a couple of friends it would have been just as good but to feel the energy of the people around you when i started cheering and i started screaming and everybody and like 45 other people are yelling and screaming right along with me there is a visceral feeling there's an emotional connection there that you can that you mm-hmm. can taste and they're being a, a it's a communal experience yes. being in the with a group of people all excited that they're there for the same reason you right. are yep and, and when you when you connect with people that ha- they laugh the same things you're laughing at and you, mm-hmm. they cheer at the same things you're cheering at and you're like oh good i'm not the only whack job yeah. out there yeah. <laughs> you know? so in my opinion i am feel like i'm seeing the end of the movie theater experience as we know it, it's going to evolve into something much smaller, I think, over time. It's think, going to like, take decades like, to do it. But. Like the, the Webster Theater now, there, it's way less seats because you have all the recliners, recliners. Right. now. Um, but there's still, what, 12 screening rooms yeah, in there? 12 screening rooms, yeah. So some days it's going to be four screening rooms with fewer seats. Who knows? Six know. screening rooms. Right now there's 18 at Tinseltown plus... Was it just IMAX. one IMAX theater? One IMAX. One IMAX theater. Yeah. So there's 19 screens at Tinseltown, and they range from a smaller type theater to uh, bigger with more more seating. Mm-hmm. Whereas one of my favorite theaters still is Grease Ridge Mall, because they haven't switched to the- uh, Henrietta's the same way. They haven't switched to the recliners yet. It's still mm-hmm. the old style- Bucket seats, yeah. Seats mm-hmm. with a, you know, go up the stairs and find your seat, and mm-hmm. it's not- reserved and, right but people don't think of those theaters anymore so when endgame came out and i decided the a couple days before everything was sold out except for greece mm-hmm. and susan and i went and it was by half full at 10 in the morning and it was awesome there you go good stuff so yeah. it's going to be interesting to see how this all fits together you know i know we have our opinions in 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 uh but I mean, just it's time will tell. This is a time will tell type of situation. Yeah, I, think. I, I think it's a case of the chicken and the egg. Mm-hmm. Are, is going to the movies more expensive because it's more expensive to make movies, or are movies getting more expensive to make, or do people only want to spend money on the more expensive movies? That's a fair point. That's a fair point. And, and did are some of the theaters prices going up because they have switched over to the the new New, new reclining new seats. reclining yeah. seats, and so therefore they can Fewer. only put so many people in. Mm-hmm. So in order for them to make their profits, business-wise, they have to charge a little bit more. Well, I know $30 for a bag of M&Ms is a little bit much. That's why Who we, doesn't sneak in their own candies and soda? I know, seriously. Sean, well, we don't sneak in the soda, but we sneak in the candy. During the winter, it's easier to sneak in soda yes. because yeah. you're wearing a big coat. Right. Yes. But yeah, during the summer, I need to buy a soda there, but candies always come oh, in. Oh, my, my ex-wife is a genius at that. She actually mm-hmm. bought a, a purse That's specifically for going to the bringing movies. snacks into the movies. Yeah. She was an expert at it. She still is. And because uh, whenever we knew we were going to be going out to the movies, we had to, to budget in 20 minutes to go to CVS or, or Rite Aid or you something know, like to pick up snacks dollar, on the way. Family Dollar Tree mm-hmm. where you can get yeah. stuff for a buck. Yeah. No, um, as opposed Walmart to has 620. the candy for 98 cents, yeah. the box yeah. candy. Uh-huh. Yeah. So. so uh, all right. Well, yeah. like I said, time will tell us stuff to keep an eye on, and we'll probably have this discussion again somewhere along the line. So what do you say we take a quick break and we'll go from there? I'd love to. It's game day, though, unfortunately, so I have to try to avoid being killed by you. 
Uh, and I made funerals. I just want to be one of those funny old people. That's what I want to be. One of those entertaining old people that drools on himself and yells stupid things out. I love those people. I love when I go to a movie and it's just me and a bunch of old people. And the whole time they're going, what did he say? <laughs> what? Are you cold? What? Is something burning? The guy behind me the whole time's going, Like, spit it up! <laughs> Die already! <laughs> They're like, we get in for half price! That's because you only hear half the movie. <laughs> I like when the old people walk out, they walk out like, this movie sucks! And they're still showing the previews. <laughs> That's good. I like that one. Who was that? Ernie Adams. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I know Ernie. Um, so as we've said on several occasions in the past, over 124 episodes, if you want to be part of the process, there's many ways to do that. We would love to have your support. One, obviously, is to listen to us. And by listening to us, spread the word. You know, share our, our podcast with a bunch of other people. Say these guys are actually quite good. I would love it if you, you know, even if it was a lie, just tell people we're very good. I would appreciate it. <laughs> Um, but uh, if you wanted to get a little bit more involved, we have a Patreon. Uh, it's www.patreon.com backslash FC3ROC. Uh, right now we're featuring a weekly video game blog by our buddy James Irish. Uh, some short pieces of fiction are going to start popping up there in the next couple of weeks. Uh, you're going to start seeing more about our podcast coming up on that. Uh, and uh, we have that. And then also there's just sponsor us. Uh, sponsor it sponsors at fc3roc.org is the email. If you have any questions about how to do that, we have several levels and we can customize a level for you. And if there's a topic that you would like us to talk about, mm -hmm. please drop Chris or Tanya or even Billy yeah. an email. There's ways to find us. We're not hard to, we're not no. hiding. Uh, so if you ever have any, you know, Hey, you guys should talk about this thing. And, uh, and even if it's something, a topic we've talked about in the past, we'd be happy to bring it back up again. We'd love to revisit things. We, we do. We go back and we talk about things and we, we come at it from different angles. And, and Billy's going to sing again. And Billy's going to sing again. And, and this time we promise to put clothes on. I, I think this time I'm going to have to go Bob Dylan. Oh, Bob Dylan. How many roads must a man <laughs> walk down? It's, you got oh. almost more Tom Waite voice going on right now. Do I? Yeah, it's more of a Tom Waite. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, on a downtown train. There it is. Johnny Cash? Um, let's see. I hear the train rolling, <laughs> coming around the bend. Yeah, yeah. This kind of, I'm, I'm it's still, definitely I'm got a on. gravelly country voice. Yeah, I'm still sitting on Tom Waite for that one. Yeah. I, I don't know who that, that is. It's, you, if you listen to him, you're like, Here. this guy's interesting. He's very interesting. Yeah. Um, oh, Billy's going to look for some. Yeah, let me go get some. Gonna yeah. go get some we can still talk while he's we can? Lo yeah. looking for some. So, My computer's not working today. It's like not it's responding, not. and I, it's I think it's more of a PEPCAC situation than anything else. Is it an ID10T error? No, you're not an ID10T. It's more of a PEPCAC. It's problem exists between chair and computer. <laughs> User error. I don't know. It says Google Chrome not responding. Well, maybe it's just mad at you. Did you try looking up something it didn't like? Oh, Summer box office movie business downturn. See, it's already we've already talked it to death on that one. Doesn't want you to talk about it anymore. The song called O55 that the uh, Eagles did at one point. So let's fast forward in the Mr. Waits' vocals. We're slowly feeling so holy. God knows I was feeling alive. This is very melodic for Tom Waits. Yeah, I was about to say it's the best he's ever sung. Now the My favorite Tom Waits moment is actually when he was acting uh, and... Uh, he was that uh, inventor in Mystery Men, the Ben Stiller superhero movie. He was in Mystery Men? He was the, the old man, the, the, the inventor, who came up with all the non-lethal weapons. Huh. He hmm. was the, the inventor of the blame thrower. The blame thrower? Yes. The blame <laughs> thrower and, and a bunch of other really great gadgets that were hilarious. But yeah, he was. It, that was an acting part for him. All right, Did so we have a question it? of the week. Hey, Billy, Billy. Yes, sir. What actor or actress are permanently typecast to you? Hmm. Let's see. Uh, you know, it's funny. I've I've known the question for a couple days now, mm -hmm. and then I forgot to think about it. So now <laughs> I'm gonna just come off the top of my head with permanently typecast. Probably, 
No, I, I can't say Sean Connery because mm-hmm. he's had a wide and varied career. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like, kind of like <laughs> a Sylvester Stallone type, or yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah. That's a great one, Arnold for sure. I saw him in the new term, like even as the uh, governor of California. Yeah, he was called the Governator. The Governor. So I guess yeah. that's typecasting. I mean, you know, with with Arnold, he tried doing a couple of funny movies. He did Twins with Danny DeVito. Yeah. Right? But he was still a tough guy in it. And he, like uh, Jingle All the Way. Jingle All the Way, um, Kindergarten Cop. Yeah. It's but not a tumor. It's not a, yeah. <laughs> but he still has his bread and butter, Commando, Predator, you know, all those Terminator. movies. Terminator. Yeah, yeah. Terminator movies. You know, it's, so it's, that's a typecast thing. You know, and, and to, The Rock has some funny stuff. He's a very talented guy, mm-hmm. but he's still a huge professional wrestler. I See, guess the, the, the Rock has done a lot of different movies, though. He's he's done the action movies, but he's also done the comedies. Yeah. Oh my God! Yeah. I saw a preview for him for the new Jumanji movie. Yes. Yeah. And you know, the, the, just that sequel or reboot or whatever mm-hmm. was just fun. But he's still a guy that can kick everybody's yeah, ass. Yes, true. But until he like, get, until he does that dramatic role that you never expect him to, like a Jim Carrey moment with Truman Show. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's that's something. Well, Jim Carrey would also or, or be even like it. No, like Will Smith has done some really deep dr- dramatic roles. Yes. So yeah, Pursuit of Happiness was yeah, a great movie, and exactly. he's also done some comedies. And he's now going to be um, in uh, the voice actor for um, Spies in Disguise. I haven't heard that one. Oh, I just saw that trailer too. Yeah, it was kind of like a James Bond. It's mm-hmm. a cartoon, James oh, okay. Bond, and he winds up turning into a bird, a pigeon. Yeah. And Tom Holland is the voice act is the actor that does the voice of the kid that uh, turns him oh, into. That'll make Juliana happy. Yes, we'll so, go see the movie just on that alone. So yeah, Tom Holland is one that's doing a couple voices in other movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although so, still not the British version, not the British Tom Holland. He was still a uh, like a regular American kid, Tom Holland. Always using like his uh, his Peter Parker voice. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. interesting, interesting. How about you, Tanya? I'm going you... to have to go to my guy, Samuel Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson. He's pretty much typecast He's as a bad the... mofo. In, in every movie. <laughs> I don't think there's any movie that... Is there, See, are there the, many movies that he's the not? The first person, or the first movie I became familiar with him is Jungle Fever, the Spike Lee movie where he played uh, Wesley Snipes' crackhead brother. Okay. I did not know. And I haven't seen phenomenal. that movie. You know, he was like the Dramatic breakout role. star. Yeah. Okay. And then after that, he became... Type what Tanya says. Yeah. But if, if you go, if you see Jungle Fever, he is so good in that. Okay. I'll have to watch that. You know, I really should watch that movie. I haven't. I, it's not like I avoided it. It just never was in my radar. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, I, I've always been a Spike Lee fan, and I grew up in the ghetto, so. Okay. Um, well, I was I was going to bring up Arnold and, and, uh, and Sylvester, but uh, Bruce Willis. Yeah. You know, Bruce Willis is kind of like you, you expect a certain – kind of character from Bruce Willis. He's going to be, the, he may be serious, he may be stern, but he's going to have the one-liner. There's going to be some sort of funny involved. Mm-hmm. You know, The Sixth Sense was odd because he really was not Bruce Willis in it, Mm-mm. right? And I, I never got around to seeing uh, Glass, which I wanted to see. Glass was interesting. Um, I saw the first half hour of it, and then it watched me for about two hours. <laughs> so, Did you nap? I might have. But um, uh, I was trying to think of some female-named Helena Bonham Carter. Helena Bonham. Eh, there's been a couple of movies in her early part of her career right. where she was actually but, playing normal people. But but see, I, since I, then I'd she's... like to see Merle Streep do a superhero movie. That would be phenomenal. Instead of the uh, the high class movie. Yeah, or... that would be phenomenal. Seeing Glenn Close yeah. in Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy was great. It says that she's typecast as any eccentric female in a Tim Burton film. That's true. Yeah, it's true. Um, I mean, Bellatrix Lestrange in the Harry Potter movies, that's, you can't get it any more unhinged than that character. The other one, um, female, Jennifer Aniston. Bland, romantic right. comedy star. Yeah, yeah. Drew Barrymore. Kind of, it's, it's rom-com and, yeah. and comedy kind of a thing. You know, um, who else? Christina Applegate. Can you see her in a dramatic role? Mm-mm. Can't see her. Is that because maybe she doesn't have the acting chops to do? Well, you got to wonder. I mean, why are these people pigeonholed into these particular parts? I mean, you know, for for some, it's it, maybe they are a one trick pony. This, yeah. this is the, what you can expect out of them. 
Um, you know, that, yeah. I mean, because you saw Jennifer Aniston from Friends as mm-hmm. like the blonde kind of bimboish type character, the vapid, yeah, you know, like, materialistic one. Although she was very funny. If you haven't seen We're the Millers, that movie is so funny. I have not seen that one. I, I recommend. As a matter of fact, a good laugh out loud comedy. Here's this is very telling. I didn't watch the movie because she was in it. I didn't think it was going to be interesting. Oh, if it's Jennifer Aniston, then I'm probably no, not going to like the it's movie. it's really funny. Is it? Yeah. Who's his? Yeah, Ed Helms? Uh, no. Uh, yes. And um, the kid from uh, Saturday Night Live. I can't think of his name. The the blondish uh, kid? Jason something. Oh, we're the Millers. Let me Google. Oh, that's not Ed Helms. It's, it is um, Jason Sudeikis. Yes, Jason Sudeikis. That's yeah, that's the of. one. I get those. They look so similar to each other. I get them mixed they up for do. you. That's <laughs> why I agreed you for a second. And then, um, Ed Helms is in it, though. Oh, is he really? Yeah, he's got a part in it. That's hilarious. That's so hilarious. I recommend We're the Millers if you want okay. to see a, a funny. Uh, she plays a stripper. Who's okay. Trying to uh, go undercover as a um, as a, fam- a family woman. Got it. I see. Interesting. There's a drug deal involved, and <laughs> of course. people disguising themselves. It's it's a really funny movie. Jack Black. Can he, he be in a dramatic movie? Good question. High fidelity was his. Is a high infidelity or high fidelity? High fidelity. Yeah. That's a good movie, but uh-huh. he he was the comic relief in that. Yeah. Uh that's a good question. Is he just the big fat bumbling guy? Yeah. School of Rock. Yeah. What about Angelina Jolie? She's been in a lot of interesting things, but I don't think I've ever seen her in a full-on comedy, though. Has she been? I mean, she's been in some dramatic parts, uh, action. Let's see. What... She not oh, the she's... tough sex pot. That's what she's typecast well, as. Yeah, because what she is. But then she's done the vulnerable thing very well, though. Uh, one of her early movies, Foxfire. Then mm-hmm. there was Gia, where she plays the model who had the. Oh, you know, that unfortunate yeah. meltdown. This is whether she's the villain or the hero. She's always someone you'd expect not to cry, not to not to cry or show any signs of weakness. But somehow she's a man magnet. She's often smarter than everyone around her in a physical machine. And she'll save the world in a crop top or a dress with a thigh high slit. That's true. Can Tom Hanks be a bad guy? The Lady Killers? Yeah, but see, that one failed. It flopped. It, it did, didn't it? You're right, though. Tom Hanks is a nice guy. He plays those earnest char- kind of characters that you just enjoy being around. I mean, a wide variety of them, but they're always nice people. He's yeah. playing Mr. Rogers soon. Yeah, yeah, well, soon, yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Tom Hanks plays Mr. Rogers. That's not much of a stretch. What about Kira Knightley? Kira Knightley. It's a feisty, feisty period piece heroine. Mm-hmm. Domino was interesting. That was a good movie. Um, Star Wars. Yeah, but she was... Behind, behind, kind of behind the scenes, under, yeah. under. Uh, um, it says there must be something about her face that makes directors want to put her back in time and often in a corset. But no matter what past era they send her back to, she frequently plays a woman who, that plays a woman that isn't typical to her period, and she's often a rebel, willing to fight and speak her mind, especially when she's not supposed to. Her characters also manage to be so full of pluck and spunk, despite being constrained by a floor-length ball gown and hoop skirt. <laughs> I, uh, let's throw her into a sci-fi. I can't breathe. Let's throw her into a sci-fi superhero movie and see what happens. For the typecast of the future, will Jim Parsons be able to play anything other than a version of Sheldon in the future? Probably not. Oof, doubt it. I think he called it there. We'll see. I mean, the guy's got some musical chops, so he, I'm, I'm wondering if Jim Parsons would go back to the stage for a while and just kind of do Broadway mm. and, and theater for a while, just kind of like wind down from being Hugh, Sheldon. Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Hugh Jackman somehow avoided being Wolverine. And in many people's opinion, he's still Wolverine, but he still managed to pull off the prestige mm-hmm. and uh, the greatest show, the greatest show on Earth and a variety of other things. Yeah. I mean, but that's, I think he had the advantage where he had a lot of Broadway experience before he became mm-hmm. Wolverine. So he's able to go to it often throughout the course of his time in the character. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. Patrick Stewart. It said Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee was always that authoritative villain. villain. You know, that that very deep, rich, complex mm-hmm. villain type person. But he's been the hero, too, in several of his movies. Same with Peter Cushing. Peter, Peter Cushing, most nerds will think Grand Moff Tarkin. Mm-hmm. But he was the hero in several occasions. He was the, you know, the vampire hunter. He was, But he was always that. that there, was a cl- there was a click. Peter Cushing, Christopher Lee, uh, Vincent Price. 
John Barrymore. They were all like a, they were a team of these these really like am- amazing character actors. Anybody else coming to mind at the moment? No, I think uh, um, Steve Buscemi is another one. Steve Buscemi. <laughs> He's just a weirdo. Though. And they typed as the weirdo. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the one in Con Air. And, yeah, like when, as soon as he um, shows up on screen, you kind of know what you're going to get. Between Con Air and Armageddon. Uh-huh. uh-huh. He, he plays that the weird guy. He's freaky. He's, he's a little he's a little weirdo, but he's such a great guy. Yeah, he's just he's an hysterical. amazing. He's an amazing human being. Yeah, behind the scenes, he's just a great guy. But anyway, so um, so if there's any that any, our listeners think are permanently mm-hmm. typecast or whatever, drop us a line and mm-hmm. uh, let, let us know your thoughts on it. Tell us about Emma Watson, maybe Daniel Radcliffe. You know, have, are they ever going to escape um, their Harry, Harry Potter, Potter characters? You know, now, is being typecast where you only wind up being? Playing one type of person, yeah. Yeah. or where the general audience only thinks of you as one type of character, maybe because a little like both. a little bit of both. Robert Pattinson, first thing people oh, think of like, is oh, Twilight. Twilight. Yeah. But I hear he's been in a ton of stuff. He's I'm been just in a ton of indie movies. The kid's got chops. I'm yeah. looking forward to seeing what he does with Bruce Wayne. I yep. think it's going to be an interesting thing. It's like just but check a lot your of people, brain at the door and don't think too much into it. Yeah, a lot of people can't. Th- see past Twilight because Twilight was so horrible. Well, people are totally going nuts right now about the uh, casting of Haley Bailey oh, as Ariel. Ariel. We're going to talk more about that next week, too, because that, that fits into ridiculous. the next week's com- conversation. Next week's conversation is going to be, we're going to be, we've danced around the issue. Now we're, we're going diving we're, we're head gonna, first We're going to dive, well, feet first this feet time. First. But yeah, we're going like to start talking about the, we're going to start talking about the toxicity and the nerd culture and, and, and. You know, this is why we can't have nice things kind of thing, kind of conversation. Because Juno throws her toys on them. Yes. So anyway, well, let's wrap it up for this week. This was fun. And this has been Monkey Business, a product of the Mighty Monkey Corporation, purveyors and producers of the Flower City Comic Con, coming at you in mini form July 27th at the Grease Ridge Center Mall. Uh, follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. Like us follow on us on Patreon. Follow us wherever we go. And we will lead you to where the entertainment is. It's usually right behind Chris. It's usually. It's right right in my wake. Right in smack dab in the middle of it. (laughs) We'll see you all next week. Have a great one. Doom.